Brandon Reynolds of Dogman.com with Chris Fetters. We are running down every position, not only online, but we are doing podcasts breaking down every position. Touch on most, if not all, the players' position, most in-depth coverage that you will get all pre-fall camp as well as during fall camp and football season. Just a reminder, if you're looking for those daily updates as well as breaking news alerts, feel free to shoot us a note, huskystadium at gmail.com, and we will get those newsletters out to you pretty much on a daily basis once the season starts and pretty often before the season starts and most definitely every day of camp. Also, you know, shoot that to your friends. Tell them to sign up for our newsletter, huskystadium at gmail.com, subject line newsletter. Today, we will be breaking down the running backs. Big hole left with the departure of the all-time leading rusher at University of Washington and Miles Gaskin, but... Uh, Looks like more of a running back by committee, Chris. You've got a superstar in the making, possibly, in Savan Ahmed, and then you've got some journeymen as well as some youngsters coming up. Uh, tell me a little bit. You've known Savan Ahmed for a long time, Chris. I have known Savan. I've known Savan since he was a ninth grader at Juanita High School, and um, it's great to see him you know, kind of really fulfill his potential as a player. Just real, because Just real quick, go back to ninth grade. Your first time you saw him, tell people what you saw, what you remember the first time you laid eyes on Savon as a ninth grader. Well, I mean, we were at a Barton camp at Interlake High School, and, um, you know, you could tell a kid that was physically bigger than his peers. I mean, he just, he had it, and, and you know, looking at Taylor, and Taylor's like, you got to look at this kid. And, you know, to be honest, we were looking at him, you know, maybe even as a defensive player, you know, coming in, because he was just so much bigger, stronger, faster than everyone else around him. He looked like he could be an absolute intimidating safety, for instance. Um, but obviously, with the ball in his hands, you could tell he was something special, you know, even from that age. I go back to when we were down at the opening between his junior and senior year when he ran the 40-yard dash. I think it was a 4-3-3 or a 4-3-4. He was as surprised as anybody he ran that fast. So they go to run it again to verify the time. He did it again. I think he surprised everybody and opened up a lot of eyes down at the opening down in Beaverton in the Nike facility, Chris. Well, I'm sure he did. If he was just as surprised, I think one one of the things of uh, this last year, Kim, that I'm going to really miss is the back and forth between Savon and Miles in terms of who was the fastest guy and the and the mythology behind that and terms of how they had races on their own and they had races at midnight and they had races in the dark and they had races left, right, and center to figure out who was the fastest guy. I, I tend to think that Savon may be like just, you know, I don't know, like a toenail faster than miles, but um, they're both, you know, again, you're talking about two very, very similar kids. Uh, you know, Savon might be about an inch taller but they're both about the same size in terms of weight, body build, the whole bit. So I know a lot of people probably expect that Savon can be uh, the next Miles Gaskin. I, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see. You know, I mean, there's he just hasn't had that opportunity yet. Can he be that everyday guy? I think that's obviously a huge question that has to be answered right. starting this fall. You know, Miles was real successful running through the tackles. I just don't see Savon as that kind of guy. I think he's you know got. You know, one gear, you know, kind of wait a little bit like Miles, maybe a little bit of patience and then just shoot the gap. But I don't think he has the wiggle, which isn't necessarily bad. That's just the way he is. But do you see him as a guy who can, you know, carry the rock 20, 25 times a game with half of those going between the tackles? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, again, you look at the end of the Washington State game, for instance, him and, and, and Miles basically just they 
they ended that game by just running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. And, and you could see him as an every down guy, but you know, he did most of his damage by bouncing that ball outside. So, you know, who knows if he can be an every down back in that way. And who knows if you have to prove yourself being an every down back by having to run the ball between the tackles like he did, because sometimes you get those kick out blocks and you start something around the left guard or tackle. But then if you can push it outside, you know, that's, that works just as well. That can be just as effective and the yards count just as much. Yeah, he is that guy on the offense that the defensive coordinators on the other side of the ball are game planning again. Do they, you know, they can line Savant up in the backfield. They can line him up in the slot. They can put him out wide. They can put him in motion. He could do the fly sweep. So he's all over the place. And he had a, you know, he's been pretty good actually in catching balls out of the backfield. Yeah, he is. And, and there's no doubt they've got a few guys that can do that for sure. I mean, Kamari Pleasant was a guy that could do that. McGrew obviously showed that he could do that last year as well. Um, I'd, I'd be very curious what Cameron Davis can do down the road. You know, you're looking at a kid that's six one, six two, who can, you know, who can catch balls as well. Um, don't know about Richard Newton as much, but I'm sure we'll find out as well. But one of the things that really stuck out to me in terms of, of looking at the roster, Kim, and especially what we saw in spring, is just how much bigger the running back group has gotten uh, over last year. Last year, right. they just didn't have the size. This year, they have three guys that are over 205 pounds. And I think that's something that you'll really see uh, this fall in terms of maybe trying to find a guy that can, you know, wedge it up in there and try to move some move some uh, would be tacklers. And I think one of the keys, you know, to, for Savon, if he really does want to get that 25 carries a ga- uh, per game, he's going to have to be on the field quite a bit. And in Miles Gaskin, they not only lost the running ability, Miles was one of the best pass protection blockers that they had in the backfield. Is Savon going to be? We'll get to some of the other guys later, but in order for Savon to uh, really see the field, that's something that he really needs to pick up on. Well, that's true. I mean, Keith Bonifaz needs the, the the one thing he wants is he wants an all around running back. I mean, the fact that Miles Gaskin was one hundred and ninety three, one hundred ninety five pounds didn't matter. He needed to prove himself in pass protection, and he did that, and was clearly the best pass protector of that running back room last year. I think Savon can be one of those guys as well. I think Sean McGrew, even though he's one hundred eighty five pounds, has shown that he can stick his nose in there as well. And then you've got all those bigger guys too. So. I think pass protection probably is in pretty good hands this year. Shouldn't I think I don't think it should take away from anybody getting reps, but one of the things that I think Keith Bonifaz him, I think one of the things he doesn't get enough credit for is his ability to rotate those guys to keep them fresh, to keep them healthy, but also, you know, his job in terms of finding the hot hand. And you talk about Savon getting 20-25 carries a game. If he's running the ball that well and that effectively, Keith Bonifaz isn't going to care if he gets 20 to 25 carries a game. Because if he's the best option and he's the best way of keeping the chains moving and scoring points, that's the way they're going to go. Fourth year in the program, Sean McGrew. We saw little glimpses of it last year. We saw him see the field more. We saw him in important situations, especially down by the goal line. He's not the biggest guy. He They list him at 5'8". If he's 5'8", I'm 5'11". But uh, um, Sean McGrew, we saw glimpses of it. Is this a year that we really see what a guy like Sean McGrew can do? Well, you're going to have to in a lot of ways because he's going to be counted on a lot more than last year. But we did see it. We saw it a little bit against Oregon at the end of that game. We saw it at Cal. Saw it at some other places. You know, on the road, which is which is good to see because, you know, in those kind of situations, for him to step up and show that he can be counted on, uh, that's a good sign. But I love the way that McGrew runs behind his pads, runs behind blockers, can hide, and then 
to be honest, you again, if we're looking for that in between block the the tackles kind of guy, yeah, he's not the biggest guy, but when he can play in the trash like that and then all of a sudden dart outside before guys even see him, that's a huge that's a huge bonus. That's and he really runs with some patience and probably is the most patient back of the rest of this group once you take away Gaskin cuz Gaskin's patience was uh was obviously one of his calling cards, and I think McGrew has a lot of that in him. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Yeah, and he's not the biggest guy, and he tends to hide, kind of like a Jacquez Rogers or a J.J. Taylor down at Arizona. He's able to get his pads down a little bit, and when you're 6'5", and you've got to reach down that low and find that guy, it's not easy. So this could be the year that we really start seeing something out of Sean McGrew, and he's probably one of the guys I'm most excited to see. But, you know, when we went <clears throat> excuse me, when we went into um, spring ball, we expected to see a lot of Sean McGrew and Kamari Pleasant. I didn't see as much out of Kamari Pleasant as I thought I would. Well, I, I mean, he was there and he, he did everything else. And, and I think one of the things is, you know, here's a kid who gained basically 10 pounds in the offseason. He's 215 pounds now. And we know that when Washington signed him, he had originally committed to Arizona State as more of, a, of an offensive athlete, a guy that was going to be asked to catch the ball as much as he was running and those <coughs> kinds of things. So, you know, here's here's a guy that uh, offers up a lot of versatility. Sure, I think of all the players in that running back room right now, he might have more to prove than anybody because he's shown that when he does have the ball in his hands, he has that kind of herky-jerky style. Now if he can play behind his pads and do those kinds of things and show that he can, you know, catch some swing passes and some passes in the flat, he's got a chance to be really, really, really good because – you know, he's been very productive in the carries that he has gotten, Kim. I mean, he's averaging over five yards a carry, for instance. So he's been he's been productive when he's had the ball. I just see him as a guy this year that's going to get some carries, but I also see him as being a very, very important guy on special teams as well. Yeah, special teams too. And again, if you want to talk about your, um, your point about pass protection, for instance, again, at 215 pounds, being able to handle some of those bigger guys on the edge, there's a guy that can come in and help pass protect and be a guy that can stick his nose in and get the job done. So, you know, also third down, uh, short yardage, goal line. There's a lot of different situations where a guy like Kamari Pleasant at his size that he is now can do some things, whereas maybe a year ago it was more of a, more of a borderline type situation. I think the extra 10 pounds could really, really help him this fall. And he's a guy that, you know, Kamari really needs to step it up because if he doesn't, he's got a guy right on his heels looking for playing time. And when we saw um, Richard Newton come in for a spring ball, I think everybody there that hadn't seen him for a while did a double take. He's put on some weight. He looks fantastic. He, w- he was wearing number 22. I know he's changed numbers, but boy, Richard Newton sure looks the part. And if Kamari Pleasant doesn't produce, Richard Newton's right there. He is, and, and again, he's an X-factor because we haven't seen him. Obviously, he redshirted last year. But one of the, the fun parts of, of spring ball for me, Kim, if I can digress just a sec, you know, was uh, 
I while you guys were out talking to a bunch of players and coaches this the first day of Chris Peterson's availability to the media he walked into the touchdown terrace and I happened to be there and he goes well Chris if you have a question for me now's the time to get it because you're all by yourself and you don't you don't have the other media guys around and actually the first thought that popped into my head was coach when you saw number 22 out there did you think that was LeVon Coleman and he and he looked at me and he goes yeah absolutely because that's if when you look at Richard Newton now Kim he looked exactly like LeVon Coleman he is huge and they list him at six foot 213 pounds I think he's got more in him Um, he looked great in terms of running with the ball he certainly is going to you know, be one of those guys first coming off the bus that's going to look fantastic too. But can his game match his physique, match his athleticism, match everything else that he's got going for him physically? It's certainly one of the big questions this fall, and we're going to find out. Cameron Davis is the incoming freshman. We probably will see a little bit of him. I don't expect him to get a lot of reps during uh, during fall ball. They've got to get the other guys up to speed. But a uh, nice pickup freshman. I expect him to redshirt as well this year, Chris. Yeah, and, and again, you know, by losing uh, Jamin Patu, the O'Day walk-on, who's now in the transfer portal, you know, there's an opportunity for him to get, uh, you know, some, some valuable turns and reps on the service for service teams. And so, yeah, I, you fully expect a guy like that to redshirt. He's 6'2", listed at 6'2", 187 pounds. They haven't had a running back him that big since, like, Dwayne Washington, for instance, who really was a converted receiver. So what's what's going to be his forte is he going to be guy at 6-2 can he go out and catch passes the way Dwayne Washington could um, it's going to be interesting to see what what happens you know I did actually try to take a look at his huddle his high school huddle film uh, yesterday just because I wanted to, to to familiarize myself again with his strengths and weaknesses and man he is quick for his size he's sneaky fast he can get out of the edge quick but he also, again, with his size, he can run behind the tackles. But he can also, you know, play a little bit leaner and a little bit lower than maybe what his frame suggests. He plays with great lean, and he looks like a natural running back, and you don't see too many guys at 6'2 that are like that. So his future is really promising, but his future isn't necessarily right now. It's going to start next uh, next spring. One of the indicators of the health of a program is to take a look at the walk-ons and the quality of the walk-ons. Malik Braxton is a good indicator of a quality walk-on. Absolutely. And, you know, senior guy and, you know, guy came from Western Oregon is, you know, I'm sure he's on track to graduate. So that's super important, making sure he gets his degree. And then on top of it, you know, you're looking at another guy who steadily gained weight, steadily got bigger, faster, stronger. He's over 205 pounds now. He's, you know, he's been in the program long enough that he's going to add a little bit of savvy, a little bit of veteran leadership. And again, not a guy that's gotten a ton of carries, but it's good to have another kind of old head in that room with a guy like Savon Ahmed and then obviously McGrew and Pleasant, the other juniors. So even though they lose again, lose a, a really experienced four-year starter, Miles Gaskin, to have four upperclassmen that are still part of the 2019 running back room is a fantastic testament, like you said, to a program that's very healthy that's turning guys over, but is bringing guys in on a regular basis. And not only are they bringing them in, but they're keeping them there. They're not, they don't have a lot of attrition there. There's no real roster turnover. You know, they did lose Jamin Patu, but again, a walk on after one year, you know, they can absorb a loss like that. 
This is one of the positions I don't think it matters who the starter is. I remember a couple of years ago, Max Richmond started a game and they put players in with different packages. Certain players are better in certain packages and uh, certain plays that they're calling where sometimes you might see a Sean McGrew. I expect to see Richard Newton in, in certain packages. So the starter doesn't really matter. But I think, you know, towards the end of the uh, beginning of the year, at the end of the game, Savon Ahmed is going to be that guy. You may see Savon Ahmed, Kamari Pleasant. You may see two, three running backs on the field at a time, Chris. Well, I guarantee you that Keith Bonifaz doesn't care about who's the starter, but I can imagine Savon Ackman cares about who's the starter. I guarantee you, you know, all the rest of those guys are going to care who's the starter because that's that that's more than symbolic. That means that you've put in the work to earn the right to start that game and to be the first chance to have the hot hand. And again, Savon Ahmed, you know, I don't know if he considers himself the next Miles Gaskin, or if he wants to even be compared to Miles in that way. But there are so many other comparisons based on the first two years and the two years that they played together that Washington fans can get very excited about the idea of Savon kind of picking up where Miles left off. And so I think there's every reason why a guy like Savon Ahmed would be very uh, interested in making sure that he's the starter. He wants to set the marker. He wants to do all those things that kind of show that he can carry the ball 20 to 25 uh, times a game if needed. I mean, they, they need that kind of running back, whether or not they can reproduce it and, and reproduce Miles Gaskin's numbers, for instance, because obviously that's the biggest thing they have to do. We have not yet received the fall practice schedule. We are expecting, just uh, from experience in doing this a while, kind of expecting it right around August 2nd. Uh, we're anticipating being the first day of fall practice, so... Um, maybe even the third and having a, didn't we, the last couple of years, haven't we got Chris Peterson the day before practice begins? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes we have, sometimes we've gotten them day of, it depends. I'll be down at media day on Wednesday, heading down Tuesday to hit PAC 12 media day, uh, maybe get some indications and you know us, we'll get that information out to you as soon as we can. Just a reminder, if you're looking for those, um, daily updates, as well as breaking news alert, just shoot us a note, huskystadium at gmail.com, subject line newsletter. Football is in the air. Fall camp is coming up, and nobody will be covering it better than the guys from dogman.com. I'm Tim Grinnells, along with Chris Fetters. Go, dogs.